This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. We're going to have our pastor come right now and speak some words of encouragement. Let's say amen for him. Uh, we thank God for he rules and reigns and he is triumphant. Amen. I'm going to be sharing two scriptures to encourage as the Holy Spirit has given uh, for us to share on today. We're here with you in our morning worship. Yes, I said this is none other than the house of God, the gate of heaven. It may be an all-purpose room, like a rec hall or something like that, but we have repurposed it for worship. Amen? Amen. I'm going to be in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and Revelation, uh, the 12th chapter. Uh, here we are today on this uh, memorial weekend to celebrate Jesus, but also to commemorate what the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did uh, as far as helping us to understand uh, the love of God. Amen. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who eagerly seek him. That eagerness is a hunger and thirst for him. And you won't be intermittent with that kind of uh, pull towards God's face. You want a right relationship with him. Come what may, you're going to search until you get it. Amen. Amen. The book of Revelation, chapter 12, verses 10 through 12, read like this. There was a lot going on in heaven, and then they uh, heard a loud voice. In heaven say now have come salvation and the power of the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser that's the devil of our brothers and sisters in Christ who uh, he accused them before our God day and night he has been hurled down and the people of God overcame him somebody help me say overcame him uh-huh. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So God expects us to live this thing, isn't that right? And they did not love their own lives so much as to shrink from death. The devil thought he could scare them with death, but he said they said no. Absent from the body, we're going to be what present with the Lord. Amen. That didn't scare them. Verse 12 says, Therefore rejoice, you heavens. And you who dwell in them. But there's a woe to us on earth and the sea. Because the devil has gone down to us. He is filled with fury. Because he knows that his time is short. Father God, I pray that you will reveal truth in your word. Make it come out and go into the core of our being. And become alive. Be the living word. Be the living truth as only you can in Jesus' name. Amen. So, no matter what happens in our lives here on earth, God can reach into our hearts with the power of his grace. I'm spelling grace with all capital letters. Why? Because grace is not just a thing. 
It's a person. He's a person. Amen. So the power of his grace can form us into someone who values Christ as Savior above everyone and above everything else. The name of this message is, We Shall Overcome Evil by God's Love. Amen? We shall overcome evil by God's love. God's grace can overcome all obstacles uh, that are getting in the way when we're trying to go to our God. Amen. But we have to prioritize Christ in our lives. I said prioritize him. Amen. God's spirit wants us to have a heavenly reckoning of this following fact. If you want to be happy, you must immerse yourself in the holiness of God's love. Yeah, there's happiness in the holiness of God. How we approach this truth will determine our outcome. There is an anointing from God available that conquers every malady that will get in our way. We're going to face some things in our journey of faith here on this earth. So yes, there is a main process of life that we all must face when we eagerly seek to be in a right relationship with God. After choosing to become God's chosen or choice treasures, we can then begin his refining process by prioritizing his well-mapped-out journey of faith through this troublesome earth. You heard the scripture, the devil has gone down, he's full of fury, he knows his time is short, he wants to deceive as many as he possibly can, he wants to spiritually disenfranchise us as best as he can. His time is short. He wants to fool as many as he possibly can. But God has a remedy against him. It's called the holy works of faith. And the holy works of faith can be experienced in your life only by his power in your life, enabling you to experience a renewable strength. This renewable strength is a fuel of fire that renews us every single day. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. We need this living relational power source to make it to God's happy, holy place. You heard the scripture, rejoice your heavens and you who dwell in them. There's rejoicing there. But down here, we try to feel good, but there's always this woe all around. There's something not right. Sin has entered the earth. It is now a spiritually fallen place. But we can make it back to God. God sent his son to make a way back to him. We have to receive Jesus as our savior and the director of our life called a Lord of our life, right? Mm -hmm. God has mapped it out for us. But what he has mapped out may seem a little risky to us. But you got to remember, God intensely loves us while the devil intensely hates us. God has eternal expectations that cannot be completely understood with our limited earthly minds. But you know what? The Bible teaches that we must trust him because we will not gain a better understanding of his call until we reach his desired destination. We're not going to know everything until we get there. The old song says we will understand it better when by and by. Amen. So, yes, God is aware that we must face and overcome formidable obstacles in the process of developing holiness.
to God. It's easy to forget that God wants to reward us as Hebrews 11.6 reveals. However, only the holy humility of God's grace found in faith will help us win against that distracting power, mm -hmm. the plight of pious pride. Yes. We can have pious pride all we want, but God said obedience is better than that. Yes. We must obey God, mm -hmm. no matter how pious we can make ourselves and make titles and wear all kind of a fancy array and have religious garb on and religious talk, but be separated from our God. We can have all kinds of lip service, as the Bible calls it, but our hearts could be far, far away from him. God has shown us in his word that we all have these same things that we go through, no matter what background we may have, no matter what nationality. We all face that grieving malady of natural disadvantages. They tend to be of a greater concern than an unholy uh, value system in our heart. We will ignore the unholy value system in our heart and, and engage more so in the grief that we face when, when we see in this world all the natural disadvantages. We all go through that. Two more things we all go through. We may have shattered dreams. Anybody ever heard of that? Shattered dreams can bring so much pain into our lives that it's difficult to welcome the opportunity they provide for new levels of trust. We don't look at it as a loss. We look at it as a win. We have a new opportunity, a new calling uh -huh. that we can rise to the occasion and get better for our lives instead of getting bitter. Amen. Amen. And the third thing we all go through is that sometimes material resources that we have can become a disguise that we have placed about ourselves that we're good, we're okay. It becomes a, a level of narcissism. And uh, we use that as a guise, even though we're not giving all until it hurts. We're giving something to show the world that we are givers, but sometimes we're hiding the real truth about our hearts. Sometimes we do that. We will like to go around town and say, hey, how you doing? Hey, everything's cool. Everything's hunky-dory. When in our hearts, there's so much grief and pain, unsatisfied feelings and such. But you know what? God says we can't get healed in America and around the world until we face the truth about ourselves. God is the truth seeker. And the day you hear his voice, we must humble ourselves as he reveals the truth about ourselves. We must do that. That's called walking in his spirit. And we do that through the word of God. The word of God reveals the truth. The word of God has biographies of people, their testimonies of what they've gone through. How the devil has now brought in a negative kind of love that we will call eros. We call that eros love. That's a more selfish kind of love. You will get whatever you need at the expense of someone else. But God is made of pure agape. The book said that God is love. Amen. And in him there is no darkness at all. God's love is pure and holy. It will sacrifice to get something good for somebody else. You see, God seeks to give us all that new anointing of his agape love.
to help us overcome evil with good. His will is that we value a right relationship with him over the selfish advantages of our culture, that whatever our culture promotes. Our Eros love-based culture has it all backwards. It tends to value advantages over relationships. What does everyday agape look like, though, you might ask? How can we apply it to our lives every day? Did you know the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. often spoke of Christ being our perfect living example of this kind of love? And in 1 Corinthians in the Bible, chapter 13, the Lord uses one very altruistic apostle, Paul, to give us a detailed picture of what agape looks like and how it should be lived every single day. In uh, the chapter that I just spoke of in 1 Corinthians, God first starts out explaining what agape is not. It is not acts of service. Uh, especially with wrong motives or a selfish heart. It is not brilliancy of speech or literacy. It is not knowledge and intelligence. It is not faith even to an extreme amount. It is not even the giving of one's physical life for another. So what is this agape? We see it in verses 4 through 7 of that chapter in 1 Corinthians. It gives a list of the characteristics of the agape kind of love. Now, I'm going to go through them fast. I have a lot of notes here, but I don't want to hold you too long. But patience is the first thing it lists. So you got to be patient and listen to this. Amen? So, yes, agape love is patience. In other words, long-suffering. In other words, you, you have to be long-tempered. You heard, you heard of short-tempered people? They have a short fuse. They're ready to bust you in the head for no good reason at all. But God will help us with agape love to have a long, 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 one more, long fuse. Amen? Amen. Number two, agape love will have uh, uh, some kindness in it. Amen. Amen. God's love enables us to treat others with respect. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, agape is not envious of others. It does not covet what everybody else has. It is not jealous, amen? Yes. It trusts God that God will uh, give us whatever we need. Yes. And we ought to be content with what he gives us. Yes. And not look at, you know, over our shoulder at what somebody else has, amen? Mm -hmm. Thank God. Four, uh, God they love does not build itself up. This, the Bible uses this word vaunt, vaunt itself. It's, it's not going to boast or brag about itself. It's not an egotist. You don't like to hang around those kind of people. They're always talking about themselves. Yeah. Have you been younger on a date and the person just kept talking about themselves and you wanted to get out of there? Amen. <laughs> Think about uh, God's agape love does not do that. It's not self on display. No. Mm -hmm. On the contrary, it ministers to others and rejoices when God is honored and others are blessed. Yes. Number five, agape love is not puffed up, the Bible says. God's love is not inflated or puffed up with pride and haughtiness, where people say, I'm better than you, and they're just working hard to prove that. And God will give you a servant's heart, and you will care about others more than you care about your own self sometimes. It doesn't say that you will abuse yourself, but it's just saying that you are altruistic. You're not a doormat, but you're looking for the care of others. Amen. Not just to uh, get something out of life and then... 
Step on other folk. Number six, agape love does not behave in an unseemly manner. In other words, you're not going to uh, behave in a shameful, indecent kind of way. It will not be given over to immorality or immoral behavior. Uh, you will not go around being flirty all the time, if you know what I mean. You will put the needs of others, amen, in the front, amen. You want to gratify them, amen. You want them to have some, you know, uh, satisfaction in their life. It's not about you being, you know, one who takes all so that others can have the life sucked out of them. That's not how agape works. No. Number seven, agape seeks not its own good. God's love does not seek or desire its own best interests, nor does it demand its rights or require others to meet its needs. Self-love is not God's love. We are called to lay down our lives for others, following the example of Christ who died that we might live. And now he intercedes for us. He prays for us at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. He sits in that mercy seat, helping us to have a mind to come on in to the fold of God's kingdom. But we have a choice to make. We can say yes or no. But God is agape, so he is fully surrendered for our best interest, whether we say yes or no. Number eight, agape is not easily provoked. God's love is not irritable, short-tempered. You know, folk that just have a grumpiness all the time, right? Number nine, agape thinks no evil. God's love does not suspect evil or bad of another person. Always thinking, you know, some kind of contrary negative thought about somebody. I saw him, he smiles crooked. There's something wrong with him. You know, he got beady eyes. My God, we're not supposed to be looking at people like that all the time, right? Uh, agape love desires to think the best possible way and does not allow a negative critical spirit to rule and reign in our heart. Mm -hmm. When you find somebody got something negative to say all the time, you know, mm -hmm. there's a problem there. They need a little love in their heart, don't they? <laughs> Number 10, agape rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. You don't celebrate when somebody's failing? No. It's not a laughing matter. No. It's a time to pray and love, amen, in hopes that they will turn around for the better. And we have to, amen, trust that God's spirit will prevail, amen, over the evil, unjust things, unrighteous things, amen. The Holy Spirit will give us discernment to know the difference. Number 11, agape bears all things. What does that mean? God's love enables us to physically and spiritually watch out for others, covering them in prayer and bearing each other's burdens. We're almost done. Number 12. Agape love believes all things. God's love is not suspicious and self-protective. Rather, it is a, a commitment that goes beyond words and a heart of reliance upon another. Amen. And uh, it builds up relationships, not walls. Amen. It's open and dependent uh, to be received with humility. As we give that love to others, we are being humble about it. We're not beating a drum all about time. Look what I did, look what I did. News 12, look at what I'm about to do. I'm about to help these low folk. That is not God's love, amen? No. 13, amen. Agape uh, love hopes all things. God's love hopes for the best for others, hopes for their salvation, that they will be saved from the...
none of their sin. Amen. Number 14, we got, and then 15, and then we're done. Number 14, God's agape endures all things. God's love enables us to bear up, in other words, be courageous under suffering. We are called to be an example to, to those around us when we face tests in life. Anybody ever heard of Corey Ten Boom? My God. When all the evil of uh, the Nazis over there in Germany were uh, raging, my God. She had a great testimony, bar none. And God's love shined through it all. That's how agape rules and reigns. Amen. Despite all odds, we can love our enemy. We can pray for our enemy. And this will cause the enemy to say, what in the world? What kind of love is this? My God, you lay down your life for others who don't even love you? My goodness. Here's the last one. Agape love, guess, guess what? Never fails. Don't you want the kind of love that what? Never fails. That's a powerful guarantee from the Bible. Love of God. The love of God never loses its efficiency and power. It is always victorious with regards to faith, Hope and love. You ever heard of faith, hope, and love? Guess which one is the greatest? Love is the greatest of these. Amen. So remember, the Bible reveals how the great redeeming power of God's grace, as seen in how agape actually works in our everyday lives, through the life of Christ, gives us the main garment that we should be wearing every single day. No matter how you get ready in the morning, make sure you go in that closet and find a garment of love. Amen. Put that love on and make sure it's in your heart, too. I don't want just a fake face, but I want a real heart, too. Amen. Because you can have a fake face. My father used to hate that. He used to say those fakers. There is nothing but a facade, he would say. Amen. <laughs> He's going on the glory. But amen. I could hear his voice saying, it's just a facade. You know, these folk are fake. They don't really love you. These are the kind of people that will backstab you. Or after they backstab you, They'll say, well, I got better. I pulled the knife out three inches when it dug into you for 18 inches. My God. That's not good enough, is it? <laughs> Thank God. But we want to be real. Agape will make us real. Agape will make us true. Agape will make us altruistic. Agape love will put others first. Amen. We will become Jesus with skin on. Amen. We become his hands. We become his feet. We need the eyes of the Lord, the compassionate eyes of the Lord. We need our Father's eyes. We need our Father's hands, holy hands, ready to do holy things. We need holy feet, the holy feet of Jesus, going about seeking good. Amen. Yeah. It's not a selfish love. Mm -hmm. So if you think that, amen, you need a little more agape in your heart, why don't you pray this prayer with me? We need success in overcoming evil by God's love. Pray this prayer. It's a powerful daily prayer of agape. Thank you, Lord, for your vision and commitment to make me like your son. Amen. I want that to be the vision that I have. No matter how dark the world is around me or how difficult the world inside me becomes, thank you that your plan overcomes all obstacles to your holiness. I want your agape to live in me. Somebody say, I want your agape to live in me. Amen. This time let the devil hear it. I want your agape to live in me, Jesus. I want your agape to live in me, Jesus. 
God begged to live in me, Jesus. He's going to do it. And one more thing. I dedicate myself to you. Help me say that. I dedicate myself to you. That's the best place to dedicate yourself. Amen. For you are love eternal. Go ahead and say that. For you are love eternal. We pray this prayer in whose name? Jesus' name. And the church said what? Amen. 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 of the realm of Agape Christian Church. Pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website www.roagape.org We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.